What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the Wolfpack Wager Podcast. I'm your host, Technician Sports Editor Camden Spate. I'm Assistant Sports Editor Jay Cacavaro. And I'm Video Editor Jalen Harrington. And uh, we have a lot to talk about today. You know, NC State football just finished up their season, and um, it, it was a rough one. And we'll, we'll definitely get to that. But first, uh, like we want to do every episode, we're going to talk about something else from the sports world. And today we're going to, you know, briefly talk about the college football playoff rankings that came out today, which is December 3rd as we're recording. Um, I just want to make this kind of quick just because we have a lot to talk about. So real quick, Ohio State is one, LSU two, Clemson three. And then right now, Georgia four, Utah five, Oklahoma six, Baylor at seven. Um so my initial take, uh, the whole one, two, three battle is really interesting just because they're all undefeated. They've all, you know, dominated basically everybody. I think right now they have it right. I think Ohio State's the best team. Um, LSU has played probably the more difficult opponents with the SEC, but I think they have that right so far. And then the the battle for the fourth spot is really interesting because you have the LSU-Georgia matchup coming up this week, championship week. And if LSU is able to win that, you assume Georgia gets knocked out and then it's Utah or Oklahoma or maybe even Baylor. Um, Oklahoma and Baylor play each other this week. So um, first, you guys have a take on the uh, the top three undefeated teams? Yeah, no, I, I agree. They got it right with the top three. Um, I think this year's playoff is going to be really interesting given that there are three teams that are kind of head and shoulders probably above everybody else. And Clemson is lagging behind the top two. So, you know, for the Tigers to prove they're the best team in the country, they have to run a really tough back-to-back gauntlet of playing LSU and then Ohio State the next week to prove they're the best team in the country. Yeah, I think they got it right too. I mean, I, I don't necessarily think Clemson – is behind those other two. like I don't think Clemson can help that they don't have a signature win. Just Clemson they didn't almost lost to play UNC. anyone. I'm sorry. Clemson almost lost to UNC. Yeah, again, but I mean that was what two months ago. Okay, but have Ohio State or LSU looked human this year? Like ever? Ohio State looked very human against Penn State. Penn State's a great team. Penn State's in the top what fifteen? They're a top Something ten around there. Yeah, UNC I'm, I'm isn't right. I know, <laughs> but, what, that, but any team can play a bad game. Like I, I don't think I don't think how a team plays in early October against a team that's not in the playoffs is really reminiscent or is really like foreshadowing how they're going to play against good teams. I think like the best teams step up against the best teams and it's really easy for a team that just won a championship to kind of not really take lesser opponents very seriously. And I think it speaks a lot to how good Clemson is that they are undefeated and haven't suffered really a letdown. I mean, after winning the championship, like all these other teams, Ohio State, LSU, they have stuff to fight for. Like they have that chip on their shoulder. Clemson doesn't. Right. I mean, I understand that, but still, you know, the reason why I will say Ohio State and LSU are, you know, head and shoulders above Clemson right now is because they, every week, they look great. Every week, no letdowns, you know. LSU and Ohio State do not have a UNC game on their radar. And UNC is what, Clemson's best win right now? Maybe mm-hmm. Wake? A&M. A&M, okay. LSU almost lost to Texas. They let, they, Texas put up 40, Texas? they let Texas put up 40 on them. LSU's defense has not been great this year, and that's why they're worse in Ohio State. But at the same time, that Texas team is very good. They've underachieved after losing to to LSU, and that was at Texas as well. So it I was think, also a great game. I think fair. it's interesting because with how good Clemson has been in the last couple of years, 
it's hard to imagine they're really going to take a step down this year at all. And to say that they're the number three team in the nation is almost like not really giving them a whole lot of respect. And I understand that's not what the college football playoff is about. But it's also the Clemson hasn't had a chance to prove themselves. Like you said, Jake, there's only, you know, they've only really played a couple good teams at all. And honestly, I think it, it's going to suck for LSU or whoever ends up in that two spot. I think Clemson has a chance, still has a chance to win it all. And I think it it's unfortunate because they haven't had a chance to prove who they are. So they could be a, the number one team in the nation in the three spot. I think Clemson beats whoever they play in the first round. I, highly I feel disagree. pretty I, I think confident it's possible. saying that. Yes. Whether it's Ohio State or LSU, I think it'll be LSU because um, I think LSU will beat Georgia, but we'll get into that in a different podcast. You think but, Clemson beats LSU? Yes. How much? By like by how much? Yeah, yeah, yeah. how much? I mean, I'm, I, I, I don't think they like blow them out, but yeah. I think Clemson wins by probably a a a touchdown ish, like a score yeah. probably five to eight around I, there. I saw a hypothetical line of Clemson versus LSU. Clemson's favored like six and a half against Ohio State. They're favored like three and a half, and yeah. I thought both of those lines are insane, and I would smash LSU. I just think LSU's <laughs> defense is not it is good enough. It is. I, not I think great. all it takes is one off like game for their offense and. True. If their offense is going to have an off game, it's going to be against one of the best defenses in the country, which Clemson has, and their defense is bad, so very susceptible to someone who's still the favorite to be the number one pick two years from now, who also has better receivers in college, in T. Higgins, and um, uh, who's the other ones? John uh, something. We, everyone knows what I'm talking yeah. about, but has better, has better receivers right now than he may wherever he gets drafted. Oh, in the absolutely. absolutely. So I don't know. But yeah, I, I think... Some teams got to be third. Yeah. An undefeated team right now is going to be third. It's Clemson. Oh, well. Um, I don't agree with Dabba Sweeney that they're being disrespected. Of course. But, He's yeah, always going to play I, the I, think, I think Clemson beats whoever they play in the first round of the playoffs. If they beat Virginia. I think, I think Virginia one and done. Most definitely. So, Bama dropped a 12. Auburn's at 11. Uh, really interesting how far Bama is dropping with that uh, two-loss team there. Yeah. Uh, real quick, who do you guys think gets the fourth spot? In the playoff, Oklahoma. assuming you know Ohio State, LSU, Clemson had the first three, who gets number four? Oklahoma. Um, I'm gonna go with the surprise. I'm gonna say Baylor. Baylor lost to Oklahoma at home in a game they should have won. And the rematch, you know, you favor that team that thinks they should have won the first one and had them, you know, the game in their hands. So I'm gonna go Baylor. Yeah, I think the winner of that game will make. I think they'll leapfrog Utah. Absolutely. Yeah, they're uh, not putting Utah. I'll yeah. go a different way. I think it's Utah. You think it's Utah? Yeah, because you Just like them or? mostly to be different. Right. But <laughs> right. I think LSU beats Georgia, and then I mean, you have the Oklahoma Baylor game. I don't know. It's interesting the way they set it up this week. It's like. If they thought the winner of that game would get in, I feel like they would have put them higher, like in front of Utah, well, but I guess not. Here's the thing now. Whoever wins that game now gains a top six win, which yeah. uh, which Utah. Well, so they could be Utah's saying Utah's still, still playing Oregon. Right, right? but what's Oregon, Oregon like? still ranked Oregon's 10, not, I think? 13. Oregon's 13. Yeah. So now, still a so good a win. Right, win. but say that, say the college football playoff has it as Utah just barely, like by the slimmest of margins, is ahead of Oklahoma. Oklahoma beats number seven. Yeah. Utah beats number 13. Mm -hmm. I think that's enough. And I think, I mean, honestly, yeah. I think part of the college football playoff is ratings. And yeah. who gets you better ratings? Yeah, Jalen Hurts. Or, it's not even close. Can you name a player on Utah? Not, exactly. not one. I don't think many people not a can. Single one. <laughs> and also, the committee is also going to look back and say, okay, Utah, your loss is worse than Oklahoma or Baylor's loss. So is far. it, though? Who did Utah lose to? Oklahoma Utah lost to Kansas State, which is a pretty bad loss. Oh, Baylor's, only lost, bad loss. Baylor's only lost to Oklahoma. 
So that's why I think Baylor will also get in if they win, but I don't think Baylor wins. Oh, I'm looking up Utah's schedule right now. I, th- I think I think it was a bad loss. I do agree. Utah lost to USC. Yeah, not a great yeah. loss. Okay, hypothetical here. Wisconsin wins, beats Ohio State. Hypothetical? Hypothetical. Or miracle. Miracle, maybe. Is there any way Wisconsin jumps in? No, Georgia gosh, no. loses, Utah loses, Baylor beats Oklahoma. Wisconsin lost to Illinois. Yeah. It's not happening. Just like when you when Ohio State a couple years ago lost to um I think it was Iowa when Iowa was having a really bad year, got blown out by them at home. It, you lose to a bad team. And Illinois not Illinois not terrible, but there's no chance. Well, I don't think it could. There's literally one scenario I can see for Wisconsin to get in. Um Baylor wins. Utah loses to Georgia, and LSU has to stomp the ever-loving crud out of Georgia, and then Wisconsin might get in. I, but I mean, Wisconsin, I still no don't think. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think. Yeah, and I don't think Wisconsin deserves to be in. Honestly, definitely not. Probably not. Because all these other teams have are two-dimensional. They're multi-dimensional offense. Wisconsin is as John one-dimensional as you can get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll move away from that. We'll, we'll we'll move to to NC State football. It'll be really interesting to see how the that shakes off after the championship week, though. So NC State finished the season at four and eight, a little bit below of what uh, we might have predicted at the beginning of the season. We're going to get into those predictions pretty soon. And it ended with a beatdown from UNC at home Saturday night. What was it, 41-10 or something? 41-10, to yes, 31 points. So it's not that's not the way anyone wanted the season to end, especially with the loss to Carolina. Not ideal. Especially, I think, the coaching staff and the players, I think, feel that probably more than anybody else. But you look at that game, and it, it was close for the first half. In fact, NC State had the lead for the first half, and there was hope there. And second half came out flat again the third quarter absolutely killed nc state same thing against louisville louisville i think it was like three touchdowns unc scored what 28 points in the third quarter yeah yeah um unc just completely dominated nc state in the second half and the team really just seemed to quit after probably the second or third touchdown unc scored in the third quarter it was just it was over um you know, it was really disappointing to see the offense return to form in the third quarter with three turnovers, all giving UNC the ball right around the 50, some inside the 50, you know. And it's just, it was regression pretty much all around for all of the good things that started to pop up towards the end of the season. You know, Devin Leary started to look like he was going to be QB1 for NC State, or at least look like he could be. You know, and he comes out against Carolina and goes 7 for 20, 98 yards, two interceptions, a touchdown. You know, pretty much everything that could go wrong did wrong. It did go wrong. Zonovan Knight tweaked his injury again after having a great start. Now he's out uh, pretty much for the rest of the game, even though he played. Didn't do much. I mean, the receivers didn't really step up outside Tabari Hines. I mean, it was not a great day for NC State. It was good to see Hines you know, get involved though. Hines, I mean, seven receptions, 89 yards and a touchdown in his final game. Like that's, yeah. uh, it was, it was good to see him perform well. Yeah. It's least. almost like the coaches just realized yeah. that they had a receiver who just two years ago put up 130 yards and three touchdowns yeah. against 
NC State. All right, don't so don't do don't do that. Tavari Howard was dropping passes at the beginning of this year. He got his stuff together, and also his quarterbacks might finally managed to get him the ball. Yeah, that's that's just, the game went about like the final score went about how I would have thought going in, but the way it happened is just like you can't be up ten six at halftime and then lose by thirty one. Like that's just that that that. It left me speechless, honestly. I, I didn't have much to say. I mean, I, it's just what we've seen all year in that NC State in the third quarter gets ran out of whatever building that they're in. It's just uh, throughout the whole season, in or in ACC play, they got outscored in the third quarter 89-27. to 27. And of those 27, 14 came at the end of the third quarter when NC State was already down by at least four touchdowns. So really, in meaningful time, they got outscored about 89-13 to 13 in the third quarter, which is just... It's just unex- it's just it's unacceptable and it's it's really embarrassing to lose to your rival on rivalry week on prime time in that way when you let up 35 unanswered points and a half it's it's tough. It's a tough look and it, it yeah. got someone fired. Yeah. And and we'll talk about that as soon as we finish talking about the game but Yeah, I mean and no one would admit it but you could see with the players the way that they were playing, you can kind of hear it in the way Dave was talking afterwards. They want this season to be over. They were ready for the season to be over. Yeah. You know, Peyton Wilson after the game had a really good quote where he was just like, all right, you know, now it's time to work, right? Players were happy to get the season over with so that they could prepare for the next season and have a better chance then. You know, Peyton Wilson said it's time to work now. Anyone who doesn't want to put in the work so we can be better next year, they can get out. You know, and that's kind of the mentality I think NC State wanted. Um and that's want, good to hear from a guy who yeah. will absolutely be a major part of this team. And yeah. I think there will be some players who, metaphorically, who get out. Yeah, there yeah. Only I, have I, right. been a couple, but yeah. I think, you know, it's not anyone that NC State can't live without. You know, it's not going to be a Peyton Wilson transferring. I don't think Devin Leary is going to up and transfer. How, how is NC State going to live without their backup punter, without Mackenzie Morgan? You that's know, true. That's don't tough, do that. Don't do that. I love, I love Mackenzie Morgan and his Australian accent. Don't do that. He's great. I miss you, Mackenzie. So <laughs> Sam Howell threw for 401 yards, 23 of 33, three touchdowns, just the one pick. He he looked really good. Like there were some passes that were absolute dimes. And, you know, I hadn't watched him a whole lot this year. I was definitely able to watch him uh, against NC State. He looked really good. And then UNC also put up 180 yards rushing. So over 600 yards of total offense. And the the defense, again, just kind of looked helpless at times. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's so disappointing because the first half, NC State was stopping whatever UNC wanted to do. You know, UNC maybe had 200, 250 total yards in the first half. You know, Sam Howell was looking... Good, but also not good enough to beat NC State by himself in the first half. They were stopping the run. They were stopping everything. The only thing that they weren't doing right was not jumping off sides on third and five. You know, that was it. <laughs> so for them to come out in the second half and allow 400 yards of total offense, you know, allow Sam Howell to look like the best quarterback in the ACC. Grand, he was going up against, you know, backups of backups and the secondary, but it just was not great. And I think we should also mention, you know, despite all the injuries NC State was having this season, NC State also lost Tanner Engel, had Lewis Asu still out, and then lost James with Williams for this game as well. And when that happens, your second halves are going to be worse because you're just going to run out of gas. 
Yeah, and I think a lot of it, because during while watching the game, I thought I was like, wow, maybe Dave Huxtable and company actually put together a game plan to kind of stop UNC. But watching the second half really makes me just think it just took UNC a half to get used to the conditions or to kind of adapt to the conditions because it was sloppy out there. It, it was it, a lot it of was gross from UNC out there, the and and half. the way they just exploded out of the gates in the second half maybe just think. They kind of figured it out. A couple and, adjustments, and it's, it's, and it's there. Yeah. yeah, and Sam Howell's insane. He's I mean, that, really good. the dude's only a freshman. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't even imagine what he's going to be like two years from now. He made thirty-six t- total touchdowns this year. That's insane for a kid, for a dude, a true freshman on a team that won three games last year. That's nuts. Mac is back, but Sam Howell has arrived. Like, <laughs> I don't think I don't think they are bowl eligible without Sam Howell. The dude Absolutely is, and, not. and the guy who was their quarterback last year. Led the ACC in tackles yeah, this year. That's yeah. insane. It's crazy. He, he, I, lo- I look at him out there. I'm like, he just doesn't look like a quarterback. He just and looks he natural. Look, he didn't look like a quarterback when he played quarterback. That's true. Yeah, that's. <laughs> and he was not well, very good as a quarterback. He was throwing two handed <laughs> passes. So yeah, but yeah, I think the change was very good for I thought, him. And I mean, on the ground too, UNC like they don't have a bell cow. I mean, looking at Michael Carter and Javante Williams, both had 159, 152 carries. Mm-hmm. 919 rush yards and 848 yards this season. They're one-two punch in the backfield, one-two punch at receiver to Daz Newsom and Diami Brown. It's it, it's hard to stop when yeah, you when you're down so many players. against NC State and Brown had 150. Yeah, that's nuts. It's it's there's no number one target. You can't just put your number one. Granted, NC State, NC for NC State, State that'd be number, number six, one in this game, but you, yeah, safety, you can't yeah. put your best corner. On one player and hope to just shut him down and make someone else beat you because they they can beat you two ways in the backfield and throwing. I do want to say I think Carolina might be one of the better six and six teams in the country because you look at like I mean lost to Wake Forest by six. Wake Forest has been you know ranked and unranked throughout the year. Obviously Clemson that one point loss lost to App State who is ranked. Lost uh, by three points there. Lost to Virginia Tech in six overtimes. Yeah. And then lost to Virginia by a touchdown. Lost to Pitt by a touchdown. I mean, all these games are close, and I know we've talked about that before, but when you look at all the six and six teams in the country, I don't know what bowl they'll end up at, but they might run away with whatever. Oh, they yeah. Go a couple, because they're really good. A couple bounces here and there, and they could be, we could have a rematch of the 2015 ACC championship this oh weekend. Like, uh, just because, I, I mean, mean, you look at the, I, I you still look think at the UNC coastal, is the, absolutely. Yeah, I think UNC is the best team in the coastal. Like, I think they're better uh, all right, all right, than Virginia. All right, all right, all right. We got to stop the UNC this. UNC is a good team. We got to stop this. I get that we respect opponents here and whatnot, but come on. I mean, they're the I, best team in the coastal. That's not really on saying, any given week. A, there's right. a different best team in the coastal. Okay. I mean, you look at the last seven years; every team in the coastal has won the division. Every single one. Yeah, no, in the last I seven agree. Years. It was Virginia's turn this year, and I was happy to see them win it. I also don't think UNC was the best team in the coastal this year, just because they had close losses. That's fair. They, I mean. I mean yeah, I I get what you're saying, but I think they very well could be. I mean, any team in that division really could no, be. No, if honestly. you're saying next UNC, year, sure, next year they can compete for the Coastal. I don't disagree there. But this year, I'm not going to say Virginia they were the didn't best have team. to play Clemson in there as one of their Atlantic op- opponents, like right. UNC did. Who so did I'm Virginia saying, play? Uh, they played. They probably won too. Because the Atlantic did not have a. No, the Atlantic year. was not also not. I mean, the ACC sucks. Yeah, I mean, it, it's Clemson and. 
I mean, I guess we have to give respect to Virginia, Virginia. Do we have to give respect to Virginia? (laughs) Well, I don't (laughs) don't think we do. All right, so we'll go away from uh, from the game there. I want to look at the season as a whole. First, we're gonna let's start off with uh, our predictions that we had at the beginning of the year. Not great. I'm gonna be honest. We were really off here. Uh, first was the record, three eight and fours, and I had seven and five. So I'll take a victory for that one, even though I was nowhere close either. Offensive MVP. Who who was the offensive MVP? Let's go with that first. Zonovan Knight. Yeah, Zonovan Knight when he Zonovan was Knight. on the field. I mean, if you want, if you want to get cute, we can give it to Aki Akwonu, who really. No, let's not get cute. It, come on, hold on, don't do that to Aki. Aki had a great year. <laughs> he did. He started as a true freshman at left tackle, and he had a solid time. I mean, Pro Football Focus ranked him as an All ACC second teamer. Had a good year. He did. He did have a good year. But, yeah, I mean, I guess the only person you can really say is Donovan Knight. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I like Houston, too. I think he had a good year. A surprising year. I tried least. to tell y'all about Jordan Houston. You wouldn't listen to me. Um. So, me and Nicholas both had a Mezzi. That didn't turn out well. Oh, no. Jalen, you had Donovan Knight, so we'll we'll give you that one. That was the closest cool. there. Jake, you had Matt McKay. That one was... I still stand by that. <laughs> it he was, was the best it quarterback. It was washed out for a while. <laughs> he was though. the best quarterback. It doesn't mean they were the MVP, though. TBD. <laughs> well, it's not going to be Tilly because he transferred. touchdowns at Oklahoma next year. Oh, my God. He's not going to Oklahoma. All right. Defensive MVP. Who was it? Defensive? Peyton Wilson. Lewis Lewis had a great year. How many year. games did he end up missing, though? Three? That's a good point. Four? Um, I mean, you could go Peyton Wilson. Yeah. You could also go Tanner Engel. You could. Tanner Engel had a great year. It's just that. Yeah. I just struggled to pick someone in the secondary. As the MVP, but he did. Hold, I mean, he if did he, kind of hold it down, I guess, by a loose definition of the phrase. I mean, Peyton Wilson ended the season leading SC State with 69 tackles, and nice. he had 68. And then there's a large drop off. Yeah. So I think it's one of the two. Yeah. So uh, me and Nicholas with Moorhead. That uh, was bad. Absolutely not. Lord. Um, Jalen, you had merch. Merch had an okay year. Yeah, you know? he was okay. I want I want a mulligan for that because I didn't know they were gonna switch to the three three five and make <laughs> him play D end, but it's cool. And then uh Jake, you had James Smith Williams. That was just bad. He was just not good this he year. Was, and he was hurt, hurt all the time. He was hurt a he lot. He was hurt a lot, yeah. All right, best win. <laughs> I guess <laughs> it's Syracuse, like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um me and Jake had Syracuse. So uh, we got that one, I guess. I don't even. There's wanna, no, I guess it was their best win. It was celebrate. their only Power Five win. Yeah. I don't want to celebrate it though, but no, yeah. they got lucky. If they played again, they'd probably lose. Yeah, probably. Nick had Florida State. Jalen had Clemson. Oh, so really close. good pick. So close to getting that one for the first like what I think minute and a half it was tied. The first thirty seconds. Thirty right seconds. Yeah. I, I think it was a minute and a half at least. <laughs> I think it was like thirteen. Don't sell yourself short. Yeah, uh, come on, man. And breakout player. Who was the breakout player? I mean, I'd have to say Zonovan Knight or Peyton out. Wilson, honestly. Uh, if we're going to say breakout, I'll try and go with someone who was on the roster, so Peyton Wilson. Yeah. Because it was yeah. Zonovan's first year. Yeah, I like that. Um, I had Tabari Hines. Jalen, you had Isaiah Moore. Yeah. Jake, you had Zonovan Knight. And then Nick had Matt McKay. So, honestly, pretty off there. Very, I mean, best win Syracuse. Two of us had that. That was kind of really the closest one. The record, I think, was is really the most astonishing yeah. thing. Is that just 
we, the thought that we had going into the season. And I, you can't predict injuries, obviously. Yeah. But to have basically a switch of record of three people picking eight and four and it ended up being four and eight, it's not great. I wish we had done like we did in basketball, worse loss, though, because mine, like I said before, the season would have been UNC. So I would have gotten one for that. No, we mine done that. would have been Georgia Tech, and I think Georgia <clears throat> Tech still is the worst loss. On the road by two versus at home on rivalry week by 31. UNC is also a much better team, though. Correct, the best in the Coastal. Thank you. Yes, that's <laughs> they're true. They're not. They're the third You're right. You, you got me. Since they're the best team in the Coastal, that I can't be your worst loss. I disagree. All right, let's get into the coaching change. Dave Huxtable was fired just, what was it, Monday morning, I believe. So, you know, just yesterday... Jalen, I want to start with you since you've been, you know, around the team the most. Is this kind of what you expected with a coaching change there? And I know there's been quite a few past players that have kind of spoken out about how, you know, it's not really his fault. It's not that's not the right coach kind of thing. So what is your take on all that? Um, I'd say definitely expected. Yeah. Um, if there was one coach you were gonna pick and say if he's if someone's gotta get fired. It's that guy, you know, it's Dave. Um, you know, as one player, one former player correctly pointed out, Dave has never ran a three three five in his career. You know, that's not his defense. And he's correct. That's not Dave Huxtable's defense. You know, you should have seen the writing on the wall when Dave was forced to switch to the three three five exclusively this entire year. I don't think people saw that coming. You know, this defense, this year at least, just talking about this year, and not past years where he also could have been fired, um, the defense didn't create enough turnovers. Um, there was really, really poor tackling, which was a surprise for me. Um, and there's injuries, and, you know, that's a thing. But I also felt like there were times where there were calls that were like, all right, when are you going to learn, you know? When are you going to learn to maybe not call a cover zero blitz and important down at the 30-yard line, you know, where Georgia Tech scores on that last touchdown to really kind of separate themselves from NC State when NC State's trying to make it a game, you know? There are just disappointing things from Dave, and the defense reached a level where they weren't growing anymore. There was no more momentum. It was, you know what's the word when everything's just staying level stagnant it was just stagnant and there was even some regression in the run defense so i think it was time to make a change and i wouldn't be surprised if other people on the defensive staff went too but you know we'll have to wait and see yeah i i I don't think anyone really was surprised um you honestly could have fired him after each of the last probably four seasons, th- could, at least could, three three. seasons, yeah. at least three seasons. Um, I do think it was, I don't know if scapegoat is the right word, but I do think he's part of a larger problem, but he's yeah. definitely the easiest person to let go. Um, again, this is just speculation. Don't know if it happened, but I wouldn't be surprised if Tony Gibson gets promoted. It's yeah. an easy transition. He's already familiar with all the players. It's easy to let Huxtable go. Um, I know he's a great guy. The players love him. Ex-players yeah. were all on social media saying he wasn't the problem. I think that's a little too far. I think it's very obvious Dave Huxtable needed to go. Um, at the end of the day, though, I wonder how much of it was him. Because, like you said, like Doran's a defensive guy. So I can't imagine Huxtable had 100% ownership over the defense. You'd have to think part of it is what Doran wanted to do. Yeah. But it helps Doran to buy himself at least another year or two because he can say, that was the problem. 
now we've got the right guys. Let's give this a chance. So we'll see. Um, but he didn't need to go. Yeah, and another thing that I want to point out, you know, for pretty much every other position coach, you know, you could say, here's a reason why they should stay, you know. For the co-OCs even, you know, it's their first year. Give them more time, they can stay. You know, running backs are fine. Wide receivers. Wide receivers coach has Calvin Harmon and Jacoby Myers just got drafted. He's fine. Tight ends coach, first year. O-line coach, first year. D-line coach, you're not firing Kevin Patrick. Linebackers are fine. Corners, so many injuries, you can't fire him. Safeties, first year coach. You know, Dave Huxtable is really the only person who's left from the last clean house that NC State had. And fans wanted him fired last year when everybody else was going to their different places. You know, it was just, it was time for him to go. It was time to make a switch. And I think NC State's going to be better overall for it. Yeah, looking looking forward into the future, you said, I think Jake said that Dave Bottoms, Dave Doran, uh, that is, bought himself another year or two. Do you think NC State makes a leap in the next year or two that would be sufficient enough to then sign him to an extension? I don't think an extension... It will. I don't think he gets an extension. I think his he won't get an extension until the final year of his contract. If he does, I don't think they're going to risk extending him too early. Um, but the thing is, I don't see how this team gets a whole lot better next year because the quarterback problem is going to be an issue. It's either going to be Leary, who pretty much showed that he doesn't have it, or it could be Ben Finley. But as a true freshman, you just you'd rather not thrust him to the wolves. Um, could be Ty Evans, who redshirted this year. Uh, but again, he's unproven. So quarterback's going to be a problem. Can't predict injuries again. So injury luck will probably balance out. But the defense does have serious problems, especially now that it's, leading, it's losing its two leaders in James Smith-Williams and Murchison. So I don't know if six and, if you get to bowl eligible next year. And I think Doran's got to get to bowl eligible to save his job. I don't think you can have another sub-500 year, especially considering... I. Yeah, I, I think he's got to get to six and six to not get fired. So I think an extension is definitely too. I, I don't think that's even in the cards. Yeah, I I don't see uh, Dave Doran getting extension next year. Um, but I do think, and it's kind of a no brainer for me. This team is definitely going to be bowl eligible next year. Um, and I think one of the reasons why I think that's a no brainer is just the amount of injuries NC State had, and the fact that. That allows some people to come back next year that NC State wasn't expecting to have. You know, a Tyrone Riley who plays tackle, who was supposed to start this year, he comes back. You know, Nick McLeod, who was a senior, is going to get a red shirt, come back and start. You know, you're going to have McLeod, Ingram, Palmer, Smith all back in your secondary. You know, you're going to have Tanner Ingles starting at safety along with Devon Graves. Um I think there's a lot of good things that are going to happen with the defense despite losing, you know, two great players on the D-line. Um, and I think also, remember, Ricky Person and Zonovan Knight were banged up for the majority of this season. You know, hopefully they'll all be healthy next year and the running attack will actually be what we expected to be the entire time. Um, I think there's a very good chance NC State tries to grab a uh, grad transfer QB. Um, to help solve this quarterback situation. Jake Bentley. 
Absolutely. He's he's the one right now. If he's, he transfers, I, I I don't think it's bad. I think they get to six and six for sure. He's the one. But um, I, again, that's all spe- I haven't heard any like legitimate rumors about it. That's just speculation. Right. right. Complete speculation. But if there's one quarterback that NC State could get, it's him. Yeah. Because um, the connection with Kurt Roper. And there's a simple fact that, you know, I think I saw some analysis on ESPN, you know. When teams underperform, NC State was one of the most underperforming teams this year. They overcorrect and they'll overperform next year. So I think, you know, I could see this team, and this is not being pie in the sky, I promise you. I could see this team getting to seven, eight wins next year just because the schedule isn't insane and NC State will have pretty much all the pieces it needs minus question marks at quarterback and wide receiver next year. It's basically everything else looks good. To me, it's going to boil down to can you find three ACC wins? Because they have their three cupcakes on conference again. That I think they play Mississippi State. Doran has never beaten a, in the regular season a Power Five non-conference team. So yeah. I think it would. I think everyone with a level head would predict that to be a loss to Mississippi State. So you got to find three wins in ACC play, which I don't know. Um, Jamie Newman will be gone from Wake Forest, so Wake Forest should be in for a rebuilding year. But you got to go to UNC, to Clemson. Um, I mean, you've got you got to go to Louisville, who's pretty who's going to be pretty good again next year because they ended up winning, I think, yeah, eight games no, this Louis, year. They, they surprised a, a lot. And you got to go to year. Louisville, to but Cardinal Stadium. You have Boston College at home, first yep. year, first year uh, head coach there. You got Florida State, another first year head coach, um, and you got Duke, who will be replacing their quarterback if they don't get Jake Bentley. You know. I think those are your three wins, probably. And they could probably steal one either against Louisville or Syracuse. You know, I see seven seven wins on that schedule, I think, um, as long as they find a quarterback. You know, if we want to go back to this season for a little bit, I think the most surprising thing that happened this year was NC State did not find a starting quarterback. You know, no one would have guessed going into the season that after a whole regular season, NC State fans would not feel confident in at least one of the three quarterbacks NC State had. You know, that's a big shocker, and that's really the first thing that Doran has to solve is get a quarterback. Get a quarterback, get a D coordinator, and, you know, solve the injuries, and I think he's Yeah, good. and I think – and that's why I think is going to be the biggest problem – because with this team that you've got, you don't on the roster right now. You do not have a quarterback who you can say is your quarterback of the future. Future. You would have thought going into this year that it would be Devin Leary for the future, but he just finished his second year in the program, and he looked he looked like a high school quarterback. He just, I mean, plain and simple, was bad. Didn't have the best weapons to throw to, but he did have good protection from his offensive line. He looked bad. I, I don't think anyone would be safe saying he's the quarterback going forward. You've got Ty Evans, who redshirted this year, so obviously you know nothing about what he's going to do. You've got Ben Finley coming in, who's probably going to be the hot name among NC State fans because his brother is Ryan Finley, so you kind of want to live in the past with that a little bit. But he's definitely not as good as Ryan was anywhere near that yet. He's, I mean, he's obviously still playing in high school. He's in the high school playoffs. So I don't know. That's gonna. That's got to be the biggest issue. Now that Matt McKay is leaving, because I would have said Matt McKay should be the starter next year, because yeah. I think he proved that he was the best, and by best I mean a competent-ish quarterback. He, so he I, at I the don't very know. least wouldn't turn the ball over. Yeah, which he, is he something NC State, you a game. NC State needed towards the end of the year someone who just wouldn't drop the ball. Yeah, and Matt McKay never got Whether a shot. Whether it was which just is disappointing. Devin Leary literally dropping, dropping the, the ball, ball. Yes, or, no, ba- no, or Bailey Hawkman <laughs> literally enjoying throwing the ball to other teams. More than his own team. Yeah. I so, mean, yeah, qu- quarterback's going to be the biggest issue. I'm interested to see 
what the competition is going to be like. Like, yeah. who's what's the hot name? I mean, obviously, I guess Leary is going to go into it as the quote unquote favorite simply because he got the most playing time this year. But yeah. I, I don't know how it, it's not like you, you would like to see a quarterback of the future if he struggles a little bit, show some flashes. Leary really never showed flash. And by Leary flashes, Leary I mean more flashes. by flashes, I mean more than a, a throw a game. I mean, like, give me a couple, give me a quarter, give me some sustained drives in a row. Give me, give me something. Um, make a, makes a, a couple really nice throws against a good team, which he couldn't against Clemson or Wake Forest. Admitted Wake Forest was his first start. Right. But yeah, it's, uh, I, I don't know. I, I think that's a, as big a question mark as you can get. And, and then, I think anyone that says otherwise is lying because I no one can know what's going to happen with that. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Kurt Roper is really going to have a job on his hands. And I think that's the reason why I think NC State tries so hard to get a grad transfer QB is really you need you just need a stopgap. You need a stopgap for this next upcoming season because Devin Leary looks like he could be a starter in my opinion. He just needs one more year to sit. He needs one more year to sit. And, you know, the other real option, I'm going to bypass Bailey Hockman because I don't I don't think he's an option, really. Yeah. Um, Ty Evans. Ty Evans is Kurt Roper's guy. Ty Evans came to NC State uh, because of Kurt Roper. And so I think if Kurt Roper is given, you know, a couple years to develop him, I want to see what he can do with one of his guys that he wanted and he chose and see if he can make somebody into a starter for NC State. But just for the next upcoming season, it does not look great. No, And I hear what you're saying about Leary, Leary, but my thing is, if you need three years to become a competent college quarterback, do you have it in the first place? Because you think, think either, so. either you have it or you don't. I don't and think it takes that's... some quarterbacks a little bit to get it, but three years? I don't, think that's, I don't think that's fair. I mean, Ryan Finley lost his job at Boise State, transferred over, and I think started playing his fourth year? Third year? Third year. It was either third or fourth year. And his, and his third year wasn't great either. He came back his fourth year and was like, great. But but his know, third year was he he was, comp, was extremely he was competent. He was these three quarterbacks, yeah. assuredly. But, he I looked mean, like he had it. But it does it does take more time. You know, once you get to the junior year, it's really like, all right, why aren't you good? But before then, I could see some development needing to happen. But this year coming up would be his third year. So you would think he should have it by his third year. I you're saying think. he think you're saying it should click for him by his fourth year, which I think like, ugh, come on, that's you got people it's who taken, entered the same year as him are already in the NFL in his fourth year, right? It's I, taking I don't know. longer for him. Uh, I mean, that's for sure. That's for <laughs> sure. Nothing, there's nothing I can do about. I mean, go before UNC, I would have said undoubtedly. I think his third year he'll be fine, but UNC he looked bad, man. Mm-hmm. He looked bad. Yeah. Jalen, what are you gonna do now? You know, what am you, I you've been do? you've been covering football for four months and yeah. five months, and now it's all over. I guess you're gonna go back to doing videos and stuff and not writing for us, huh? So what can I do now? Um, I'm just well, gonna, it's basketball season. Thank goodness for that. I'm gonna say this and hope my parents are listening to this podcast. Um, so like on Tuesday, I had an assignment due, and instead of doing that, I like watched a 45 minute video on running the 335 so i think i'm just gonna find more football stuff yeah might to do. as just continue writing yeah. football for no reason I, I, I don't know i'm not even gonna write just continue to consume football okay. because that's all i do so then for next year right. you're you're ready right you're ready to go right mom dad also i did do the assignment i just did it like 10 minutes before yeah. it was due <laughs> jake, <laughs> that jake bentley like 2020 <laughs> oh absolutely <laughs> all right well i think that's uh all for today and all for football season so 
you know, thank you guys for listening in the last four months of us ranting about NC State football and all the, the downs and slight ups and then more downs. But it's now basketball season, so going forward, we will continue to have basketball podcasts. Not sure how frequent those are going to be. We'll decide that after break, since this will be the last First in Tech episode until January. And then uh, we'll continue to do some, you know, Olympic sports, talk about, you know, soccer's already over, and now wrestling is coming in. Wrestling's really good. Number six in the country. Absolutely. And then uh, transitioning into, you know, other winter and spring sports, so... That'll be that'll be very fun, and I'm sure all of us are very excited for basketball season. As it's, at least the women look like they're uh, they're ready to go and have a chance to go pretty deep in the postseason. So, thank you guys for listening again. I'm your host, technician sports editor Camden Spate. I'm assistant sports editor Jay Cacavaro, and I'm video editor Jalen Harrington. And we'll see you guys after the holidays. <laughs> <laughs>